0: New York's number two sports show. The Rangers lose a pathetic, pathetic, lone lead. They lose to the last place, San Jose Sharks, 3-2 in overtime. They had a 2-0 lead going to the third. You have two goals in quick succession early in the third and lost the game in overtime. This ends the road trip. Uh, the Rangers finished 1-2-1 on the trip. They have two more games up before the All-Star break. Home against Vegas and at Ottawa. Back-to-back nights, Friday and Saturday. This was really, really bad. I mean, this is a game that you have to win and get two points. Easily. And that doesn't happen. So, a lot of blame to go around in this game. Not sure where to begin. I guess I'll start... I'll start with Mika jab. He really being shrieky is probably fair, and I think when you look at his stats, they're misleading. So he really didn't do much all game. The power play has not been good lately, and just there's no aggression has ever been a part of Mika's game. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go as as far as to say like that he is. You know, passive isn't fair either because he's always basically been a a good two-way player. Plays in all situations. Like, and honestly, Mika Zivanejad has probably been one of my favorite Rangers over the last however many, four or five years probably. But we're seeing someone that might be on a little bit of a slow decline, possibly. Not to say that he's not capable of going crazy. Look, just a few weeks ago, Mika was putting up crazy points. But even within that, like, again, a little misleading. So the game-winning goal in overtime is a play where the Sharks got away with a couple of, of pick plays. They probably should have been called for interference. They weren't. But Mika loses a stick and decides to leave the play and go for it. And, and sets up a situation where the Sharks basically have a three-on-two. Why would you do that exactly? Like, that's just not having your head in it. Like, why, Like that, that serves you no purpose. At least stay in the play. I'm not saying that that'd be great either, but, like, you're just literally giving the Sharks um, a totally great opportunity, which they would convert and win the game. So he comes to mind as, you know, a core member of this team that has just been really, really disappointing and someone that you need a lot more from. And I know that... He is he, like, there's a lot, there's bigger issues than him, obviously. But if I'm loving I'm demanding a lot more from him. Um, and Crowder to a lesser extent, like he's again, I, I put him in that conversation, but I, I look more to Mika. Uh, so that I don't like what I've seen from him really at all. Um, Eric Gustafson really starts this uh, downturn in this game, makes a terrible turnover behind the net. Rangers are really securely winning this game 2-0. Like, it wasn't over, clearly. But they were in a pretty good spot. They were playing pretty well. And Gustafson just turns it over and the Sharks' score. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I've been saying for a long time, Gustafson has not been good for a while now. Has he been horrific? No. I wouldn't go as far as to say that. He hasn't been good. Second goal, the tying goal, a lost face-off by Nick Benino. And ends up in the back of the net. And who scores it? Ryan Carpenter. So, former Rangers scores again. But it wasn't Anthony Duclair. It was Ryan Carpenter, who has three goals in the season, two versus the Rangers. You can't make that shit up. And Bonino loses the face-off. And, um, like, he is someone that should not be playing. I've been saying this. Like, his best days are long, long behind him. Like, it's not even close. But there's others in that as well. Like I keep on saying, this is not a great roster. This isn't. Like, the bottom six, there's only a few good players in that bottom six. And the top six has a couple of guys that probably don't really belong there either. So, you know, I, I think next game, I would get Pitlick in there for Benino. Not that that's going to change much, like I said, but... It's just been completely unacceptable, um, the output they've been getting, and like I said last episode, uh, Barkley Goodrow has not been uh, really good at all. Like he had been like the last few years, he was always overpaid, but like it wasn't, it didn't bother you as much. But he does nothing now, so you know I'm not sure where you go from here, but. What I can say is it isn't working. It is not working and changes need to be made. um, Because like, look, like think about it. Without our Timmy Panarin, where would this team be? It's kind of a scary thought. Like he really needs to be in that MVP conversation. Like no doubt about it. Like with with what everyone else is doing. I will give praise to someone. Vincent Trocheck was gained to the All-Star Game as a replacement. And that is certainly well-deserved in, uh, in Ranger terms. If it's not Panarin, who's the next guy that, that, that is deserving of the All-Star Game? It's Trocheck. So I'm happy for that. That, that is something that I think, especially based on expectation, it is certainly deserved. So happy that he's going to be going. But let's... Let's talk about this game. This is, for me, definitely uh, one of the most frustrating games of the season, um, without a doubt. I know they got a point, but it, it was bad. Really, really bad. And, and no blame goes to Igor at all in this one. So, first period, Rangers take the lead. At 7.55, Adam Fox scores his eighth goal of the season from Lafreniere and Trocheck. So, Fox, you know, he has been certainly on, on the uh, – on the score sheet, has been getting a lot more involved. I think he might have maybe 11 points in those last 10 games. So as much as there's been some defensive mishaps, Fox has been probably one of the Rangers' better players lately. So Fox scores. Um, it's his, his eighth goal of the season, like I said, from Lafreniere and Trocheck. Someone who's been really bad lately, Jacob Truba. I thought Truba was horrendous tonight. He has been shit lately. So, you know, Truba, who... It's funny. There's certain players that when they were playing well, they were a key part of it. And I thought Truba was limiting the mistakes, and sure, the offense wasn't so much there. But here's the weird thing: now Truba on, is on the second powerplay unit. How did that come to be? The last couple of games, Truba is back on the second powerplay unit. A, why was Gosselin taken off? And B, would you wouldn't you then go to Keandre Miller? Why would Truba? I don't know how the fuck that happened. So some of the things that Laviolette is doing are bothering me lately. That. The fact that he loves that fourth line, like, to protect the lead, it's not that good. It's not that good. Benito centering vizi is not a good line. It's not, like, this great defensive, like, the way that you want it to be. I don't see it that way. I don't know what everyone else, but I I, I sure as hell don't. So, um, Rangers take that one-off the lead. We go to this uh, – then there was – uh, a penalty at, at 1837, Trocheck knees Kyle Burrows. Rangers kill that off. We go to the second period and the Rangers take a 2-0 lead, and it's Artemi Panarin, his 29th goal of the season from Fox and Miller. So Fox gets a goal and assist. Another goal for Panarin, who has just been, you know, magnificent. Um, he has been, you know, a main reason why the Rangers still sit atop the Metropolitan Division. And part of that is because just the division isn't that good. That's kind of like, I don't know, like, I guess there's maybe depth to it in terms of if you look like the top six or seven teams. Sure, maybe I'll give you that. But in terms of the top of the division, it's probably one of the weaker top of divisions among the four. So anyway, Rangers take a 2 nothing lead. Then Truba is called for delay game at 336. Rangers kill it off. Then the Sharks take a penalty at 636. The Rangers don't score. So, like, these are things that matter. Rangers had a couple of power plays up 2 0 and don't get it done. Panarin's called for tripping. Tomas Hurdle, 11 Rangers kill it off. Then at thirteen fifty-seven, 57, Ruda holds Trocek, but they don't score on that power play either. Like, all it would have taken was that. This power play has been good. And to me, a big reason is Mika. He's not a threat, like, at all in terms of like, you know, I'm trying to look at this objectively with the five individual players and what they're doing and contributing and, you know, what they might pose to the opponent. And Mika, like, why should I be afraid of him at this point if I'm an opposing team? So it's 2 nothing Rangers end of two at San Jose. And mind you, mind you, San Jose last, last night won at L.A., So they had a game the night before where they won. This is not a team that wins often. This is the worst team in the NHL. They won a game against a divisional opponent that went to the shootout. This game was lined up for the Rangers to get an easy two points. And they basically said, nah, we we don't want that. We're we're not going to take the two points. So at 219, Nico Sturm... Scores his third goal of the season unassisted. Gustafson tries to make a cute little pass behind the net to Brainschetter, and it gets intercepted by Sturm, and Igor's out of position. But that wasn't Igor's fault. Gustafson totally fucked up, and from there, it all changed. And then at 427, Ryan Carpenter, who was on the Rangers last year sparingly, scores his third goal of the season from Ruda and Zadina. So I'm not sure if Carpenter was the one who originally won this faceoff, but he makes a nice deflection where Truba was unable to kind of tie him up and carpet up the off of a faceoff loss by Benino. And let me see, how was Benino tonight in face-offs? Decent. But Nick Benino's numbers with the faceoffs have gotten a lot worse, whereas I think originally, early in the season, he was, like, up there. And now it's been pretty ordinary. So, again, for him, like, yeah, he is not well, – I was giving him some praise early in the season, like – that he did the little things and that he was good on the penalty kill. Yeah, I'm not even really seeing a whole lot of that lately. So you don't want to have both. To me, you don't want to have both Benino and Goodrow. You just want to have one. You don't want to have both. It's just, it's just redundant and it just it's lack of speed. It's lack of any offensive production. And you also got like bottom six. Blake Wheeler's cooked. He is like. And Johnny Brazinski, like, yeah, sure, he's a higher energy player. He does what he can. He's limited. He's he's a minor, he's an AHL player. I feel bad for Will Cooley that he's stuck playing with these bums. Like, he will cooley deserves more playing time. That's one person that's getting the short end of the stick. He should be playing a lot more than he does. And um, so now it's 2-2. Two, two. It's 2-2 two, two now, and the Rangers get a power play. Addison cross-checks VZ at 4-2-6. What do the Rangers' probably do? Nothing. And either before or after this power play, Lafreniere has a golden opportunity to bury it and shoots it wide. That's not good enough. That is not good enough. Lafreniere needs to be scoring more. He has, like, look, is he putting himself in position to score? Yes. So good for him. But you got to get it done. It, he's just not, the results just aren't there and it's frustrating. But it's better than Capo Kako. Kako, who does basically next to nothing these days, right? Let's be honest. For a second here. Like, is he responsible defensively? Yeah, he is. a is number two overall pick that is really, really uh, getting worse. And boy, does he need Filipino back in the worst way. I, I think that's the only way because they've had good chemistry. This team really needs him back um, just as a starting point. Just as a starting point. I look at this team and I don't see this team as a true cup contender. Not, no way. A lot needs to be done for that to happen. I think that right now, I think the furthest that I can see them going, if things broke their way and they're healthy, is the conference final. Th- that's as far as I see this going right now. Uh, and, and even that's probably, gen- and even that, I think by some is generous. This could be a first round knockout, like, like depending on who they play. Um, but it's 2-2. We go to overtime, and it starts out with Zabanejad Quarter Miller, then Shrochek, Panarin, Fox, and then it's Zabanejad Lafreniere, Miller, which, again, with your lack of center options, that's kind of what's happening, but the Sharks end up with the puck, and there was a couple of pick plays that could have been called, but where it goes wrong, and look, Lafreniere defensively is horrendous. Like, Horrible. Really, really bad. Like, I'm not sure if other fans feel that way, but when it's in the defensive zone, like, you don't feel good about it at all with him. So, Zabanaja loses his stick. And he goes to the blue line to pick it up and leaves his player. And, And then Lafreniere should have, like, stuck with... I mean, it's a tough position because, you know, Lafreniere, I think, should have stuck with his man. But what ends up happening is Hurdle ends up wide open and scores down low. It's his 15th goal of the season, assisted by Rudin and, and Barabanov. So this is Shesterkin's first loss um, in uh, the overtime or shootout. So he had been, like, maybe, like, 18-11 or something like that. Uh, and, and so now he would be, like, eight, something like that. And now he's, like, 18-11-1. Um, so, yeah, this game doesn't fall on Igor. None of the three goals he could have done anything about. Yeah, that that, I mean... The, the first one, like, I guess, but he, how could he even known that Sim would have fucked up like that? So, um, but yeah, this was, this game definitely bothered me more than most and more than a while. Uh, like, it's just, you have a 2-0 lead against the worst team in the NHL, going to the third, a team that played the night before and won against their biggest rival, David Quim. You That's who you lost to. In that fashion, unacceptable, totally unacceptable for that to happen. So now you have two more games again before the break, and it's against Vegas and it's against the Senators. You better win both. I'm accepting nothing less than four points, nothing less. That, that's what it has to be. against okay, a Vegas team that kicked the shit out of you a week ago that is injured and you're at home against them. So you should be this should be an angry Ranger team. And then an Ottawa team that also, you know, beat you handily. So I don't care what it is. Th- they better be ready to go and play as close to a 60-minute performance as possible heading into the break. Because then they don't play again until like February. 5th. It's a long break, you know. So y- you want to you wanna feel somewhat good about things. But if I'm Chris Drury, like, I am watching this with a very close eye because this thing – you know, could, it, it It probably won't go off the rails. But Laviolette isn't really getting through to them anymore. And that's the problem with this core. Like, just the bad habits creep in and there's no way to just get it out of them. They love going east-west. They love it. They can't help themselves. That 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 is such a losing recipe. And the other team knows that you're going to do that. We see the same thing. So it's like, I don't know. The thing is, like you're like you're locked up with this core. I mean, this is what it's going to be for the next few years, at least. So there's not a whole lot. That's the thing with Jerry, There's not a whole lot that he can even do. That's and maybe that's the best. To me, what might be the best is not trading real future assets. You know, he'll comes and like he'll comes back. You make a couple of tweaks here and there. But I, I certainly would not be giving up, you know, any real draft pick, you know, any, like, first-round draft picks or anything like that. Not they, not that they'd really even be able to do that um, because they're so tied up against the cap. It would have to be 50% retained. But, um, yeah, the only reason why things are where they are is because the Metropolitan Division sucks. And the Rangers got up to such a good start. They gave themselves such a cushion that even now they're still in an okay situation. But, boy, th- this was... I don't want to say eye-opening, but just extremely frustrating and really, really disappointing that they would have done this uh, against a team like that, that really had no interest in even winning the game. He just handed it to them. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, two more games before the break, they better win them. Rangers with a disgusting, bad loss. They lose 3-2 in overtime to the San Jose Sharks.